Welcome into Two for One Drafts. Austin Gale here with Mike Renner at Quality Inn. It's been a fantastic stage so far. Really excited to get into this. We're going to have our immediate takeaways from the weigh-ins here at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We're also going to be talking about some takeaways, some winners and losers from day one of the practices. You said it was a fa- the heat didn't even work last night. It was not a fan- there's not been a fantastic. Day it's yet, been a fantastic it's, day. It's been a fantastic day mm-hmm. so far, but not a fantastic not night. A fantastic for you. Night, that was a yeah. rough rough entry to Mobile, Alabama. I uh, I actually. I only booked a flight to Jackson, Mississippi instead of Mobile, Alabama. So that was my night last night, was uh, getting in at 4 a.m. from driving from Jackson, Mississippi. So that was yeah, nice, but that, we're that here. That easy. So. That was <laughs> insane. All right, let's get right into the media takeaways from the, the weigh-in. First and foremost, some guys that were kind of tweener types, would they be edge defenders, off-ball linebackers? Start with Zach Bond, weighted at 240 pounds. I talked to him right after. He said, I want to play off-ball linebacker. I want to show the coaches here that I can be there in coverage, be this, like, off-the-ball guy. And, and looked okay in drills, but, I mean, the weigh-in, I think you have to be impressed the weight he got up to. Yeah, 240 is a good all-around position for it. Basically, that modern NFL linebacker that is a blitz weapon and can also play coverage. I, I think that is who Zach Bond is at his best, mm-hmm. uh, is that sort of player. I, I don't, never thought he was going to be a full-time edge defender. He never really threatened offensive tackles with the bull rush. He is very good in terms of bending the edge, very good at attacking blocks. But if you can't bull rush, you're just not, if you can't bull rush college offensive tackles, you're not going to be able to bull rush NFL offensive tackles and at that point. You're just going to be limited in your pass rushing skills. So kind of all these guys who we had thoughts or we had question marks heading in, Zach Bond, Carter Coughlin, Josh Ucci, Trayvon Hill, had question marks about could they get up to that 250 mark and that mm-hmm. high 240s where you think they can still play edge defender in the NFL. All of them came in 242, 242 pounds or under. So I think all of them realistically – not going to be full-time edge defenders in the mm-hmm. NFL. And, and Zach Bond, as much as he wants to prove NFL teams this week that he can play off ball, he also said, I also want to rush the passer. He knows yeah. that's a strength of mine. He said he wants to be versatile, play every position on the defensive side of the ball. I think he was an interesting player. And uh, easy, easy way. Carter Coughlin, though, 234 pounds. 234. He spent most of the day rushing the passer today. It looked, looked fast, looked quick, beat some people outside. But, again, he doesn't have that counter, doesn't have that bull rush. And I talked to him before the season started, and he was a guy that wanted to bulk up all the way up to 245. And now he's cut all the way back down to 234. He's going to be a guy that has to probably play off-ball linebacker at the next level. Yeah, so for Bond, we've seen him drop into coverage almost 100 times this past mm-hmm. year. For Carter Coughlin, he didn't do that. When he dropped into coverage, it was you know in blitzes where he would be dropping, dropped into coverage less than 50 times this past season and never more than 50 in a single season for his entire career. So he's far more of a project in that regard. Uh, and at 234 with... Uh, you know, 31 and a quarter inch arms. He's not playing edge defender in the NFL. I know he wanted to rush the passer here, but you're not playing edge defender in the NFL at that way. It's just not going to happen. All right, let's go to Josh Ucci of Michigan. Weight six foot one, 241 pounds, a little over 33 inch arms. I, I think he has potential to rush the passer up top. I think he did a lot of off ball kind of stand up rushing mm-hmm. uh, in the interior next year. I think uh, Josh Ucci, though, of those two, three guys, I could see him rushing the passer probably one of the most. He feasibly could. So O'Shane Zimenez came to the senior bowl last year and weighed in almost exact so the exact same weight he weighed in at and had similar length profile to Josh Ucci and then he goes to the New York Giants and rushes the passer did all right there as a rookie so I think that if any of these guys could do it Josh Ucci at that weight with that length it is very possible for him to stay at the edge of the NFL but again it's not like you're going to be drafting this guy in the first or second round with those traits that's it's just not going to be the what you covet 
at edge defender position in the NFL. And I don't think he's – unless you're Von Miller athletically, you're not going that high. Uh, team's just going to be scared of that. It will be interesting to see how those guys do the rest of this practice week and into the game because, I mean, Zach Bond played a ton of off-ball today. And I have to admit, Troutman, the Dayton tight end, gave him, gave him the business on one of the one on It's not going to be right away. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Uh, let's move forward here. A couple more weigh-ins. Uh, Marlon Davidson. Beefed up, I think, what, 297, played yes. three-tech today and was destroying oh. guards. He helped his stock a ton on day one. Yeah, we're going to go some winners and losers a little later here. He's an obvious winner, dominated in the one-on-ones. And at 297, like, we were calling him a tweener, uh, you know, because he did play edge, but he was, you know, 280 pounds, not really going to be your prototypical edge uh, at Auburn. Gets up to 297, looks as quick as he did, you know, on tape last year. And at 297... Uh, that's a perfect way to play three technique defense tackle in the NFL. He could really raise his draft stock this week. Gets up to two ninety seven, dominates the one on ones. He's also wearing short shorts. I don't know if you caught oh, that. I mean, he was fl- he was flashing it. Dude. It was, was hard flashing. not to catch. It's that. hard not to really. That was uh, uh, pretty yeah, impressive. Was, I was thinking maybe a Chris Jones moment might happen at some <laughs> there, point there with the way with how tight they oh, were. Oh man, oh man. Uh, okay, Josh Jones, thirty two and a quarter inch arms. Not what you like to see. Yes. Big dude, great in the interview process, but those long arms are something people things that people covet at the tackle position. He didn't bring out those yeah 33 is the you know the cutoff it is the, the the sort of uh universal cutoff at the tackle position if you don't have 33 inch arms usually you're a guard i still think he has more than enough uh movement skills length uh, or not length height has the height and uh, he uses his arms well enough I think he can overcome that. We've seen guys do it in the past. Brian Balaga did not have 33-inch arms. There have been tackles and are tackles in the NFL playing at a really high level with 32-inch uh, arms. So I do think that he's still very much a first-round prospect. This really isn't going to move the needle for me. It might move it for NFL teams. Two things there. One, is Josh Jones going to be like the Jonah Williams of this class where every interview starts with, like, your arms like, aren't long, your arms aren't long enough, whatever be. it was. But here's the thing, though. Jo- oh, Jonah Williams had a ton of tape against SEC competition and yeah. really dominated – there are teams, without question, that are going to drop Josh Jones on their board because of those 32-and-a-quarter-inch arms. I think there's a chance. Maybe he is a first-round talent, but I think there is a chance he could slip a little bit farther than people think. He, well, he has, to, he has to show out this week. He has to have a dominant week of practice. I think, he, I think he did fairly well today. I didn't catch him fully in the one-on-ones. We're going to have to go back and recheck that All-22 here Can't tonight. Wait to all 22. Can't wait. Oh, but, yeah, After the a, bars, but, just <laughs> grab the All-22. I'm staying up all night. I think I might do it. Uh, uh, I tried that last night. It's not, it's not all it's cracked <laughs> up. Driving from Jackson to Mobile. <laughs> uh, Bradley and I, 31 and 7 eighths inch arms. Doesn't have the explosiveness that other edge defenders have in this class. Like, the that more one's worse. Kind of, this one's actually worse. The yeah. measurables are not good for Bradley and I. And, and the tape, though, he has this toolbox of pass rush moves. He can beat, uh, beat offensive tackles with different way, in different ways. Again, you come back to like the athleticism and now the arm length, the size overall. It's a, it's a concern for an eye. Yeah, that very much is just because of how he wins, and he wins uh, using his hands. Like he is a handsy rusher, and when you can't get that, when you don't, when you can't win that initial interaction, that length interaction, when an offensive tackle is going to get their hands on you before you get your hands on them, it's just going to limit you, and so. Yeah, and I, that's just not a good number, and that's worrisome going forward. Your mom's a bit of a handsy rusher, but we can move forward from that. Darnay Holmes, 
weighed in at five foot ten. She's got other skills and, and, too. And an eighth uh, inch there. Um, he, he smaller, smaller dude. Yes. Very great in the interview process, though. I have to admit, I walked up to this guy is an absolute firework. Reminded me of mm-hmm. like some of the interviews you've seen with Marcus Peters, Jalen Ramsey. Very energetic dude, super nice guy. You know, I talked about what position he'd want to play this week. And he's like, they're going to play me in the nickel. That's where I want to show out. But he's like, I want to win the one on ones. There's a mm-hmm. ton of big receivers here, and I want to dominate every one. I think he looked great today. Looked great in the interview process. Size a concern to play outside, but he's great in press man. It, it's going to be interesting to see where they play him at the next level. Yeah, 5'10 and 1 eighth, and then thir- the other one is 30 and 5 eighths inch arms. So sub 31 inch arms. Both those numbers are going to be below just cutoffs for NFL teams. So he's off boards for a lot of NFL teams just because of those numbers, which. Yes, they're concerning, and if you're playing a full-time outside, they are very concerning. Like you're just bigger cornerbacks at only 190 pounds also. They're just going to body you, and mm-hmm. they're going to get the better of you. So I do think uh, yeah, he does need to show out in the nickel to keep his draft stock in you know the set in the day two sort of range at this point. He's got to show out in the nickel, and also I, and there, there are going to people that fall in love with this kid's athleticism. He's got great change of direction, high-speed guy, former five-star. I think it's going to be hard to see him go into day three. Like day two, I feel I know. like is a yeah, floor for him just because of how athletic he is and what he could be in the slot. He had a very nice rep against Colin Johnson today, playing the slot, playing his own type of zone, and then just sprints back to go yeah. make a pass breakup for Colin Johnson. No, uh, in terms of just smoothness, athletically, change of direction, that sort of thing, he's as good as it gets in this class. I mean, he has all of that in spades. So I do, I do think there is still a very good chance he's a day two guy. All right, it's time to get to the cream of the crop, the oh. chef's kiss, Javon Kinlaw. Way in, looked great. The dude's a hog, absolutely massive. I don't even want to talk about the way in too much because, I mean, the one-on-ones, he did very good. We're going to talk about winners and losers later today, good and bad. But Javon Kinlaw, and a stunning showing from the post, the first press conference he did to the way in to the one-on-ones. This guy is the, one of the best prospects here. Yeah, six, five, and an eighth. Uh, so height, absurd, 315 pounds, and he carries it. Like with well, ease. I mean, he does not look. I saw him with a shirt off today. whatsoever. Exactly. We all saw him with a shirt off, except for me. I wasn't there. But 10 and, a, 10 and an eighth inch hands. I mean, my, very large hands. And then 35, 34 and 5 eighth inch arms, which are pipes. <laughs> like the dude is built like you would put together a defensive tackle to rush the passer in the NFL. Uh, that is what you would, that is what they would look like. And then his get off, all the other sort of stuff. I mean, the one-on-ones, I'm not sure he lost a rep today. He's just, he is, uh, he's the best prospect here. I don't think it's really close. He's going to put him work in the interview process too. A lot of people came away very impressed. I mean, former Juco guy, very humble, but yeah. like wants to be the best. I mean, this guy thinks he has the ability to be the best. I think uh, he's going to continue to have mm-hmm. a fantastic senior bowl. Uh, going to a few more measurements here. Keyshawn Bond, Five foot nine came in at five foot nine, two hundred four pounds. Was listed at five foot ten, two eighteen. Yeah. So smaller in both ways, but Dude. this guy carries the weight well. He's stacked and yeah. he runs hard. Uh, I think five nine is not a killer for a running back. Getting over that two hundred mark at five nine is very important. The, the height, not whatever. It yeah. doesn't move the needle from whatsoever. In fact, I feel like being smaller almost helps you in the NFL in terms of just you feel safer about a guy. Like it's hard to see a running back who's five foot six behind the line of scrimmage, that sort of thing. And they just so you're saying have I have a good chance. change of direction. Yeah, you could have been a running back. You should you should have put in the work a little bit more there back <laughs> in high school. But no, he. But the two eighteen would look a lot better than two oh four. If he had that athleticism, that cutting ability at two eighteen, you'd feel a lot better about that in the NFL. Just because uh, it's easier to drag out. Like when you're two eighteen, you're the same size as you know. Next guy we're going to mention on this list, Keem Davis Gaither, mm-hmm. off ball linebacker, is two, weighed in at 219. If you're the same size as a guy, chances are you know, you're going to be able to at least run over some of those guys. At 204, you're not running over a lot of linebackers. That power that we saw in tape at times of Vanderbilt, 
I'm not sure it's going to necessarily translate to the NFL. I, I will say this. He has the opportunity to beef up for the combine. A lot of the guys yeah, I yeah. talked to today were saying, yeah, I still need to add weight. People, I, I don't remember who it was. They might have been Akeem who's saying, yeah, I'm on like a 6,000-calorie diet trying to just continue to add weight, mm-hmm. continue to add weight. Uh, let's get into Akeem Davis-Gaither. One, weighed in, and instantly it was kind of like a jaw-dropping experience. This guy was jacked, six foot one, 219 pounds. Immediate comps to like Deion Jones, I mean, Telvin yeah, Smith, because yeah. this guy's kind of long, too. He's got like a long frame. Uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither, too, in the interview process was fantastic, super nice guy, wants to do everything at the next level. He wants to show, because he rushed the passer well at App State. Mm-hmm. What he wants to show he can do is play coverage and play in the box and, and be a good linebacker at that weight. I think teams are really going to like this guy. Yeah, and he is. Uh, if you're undersized, you have, you better be explosive. And he has explosiveness, dude. So charts. explosive. And and he and the thing you just mentioned at 219, he was beating offensive tackles uh, in one on one pass rushing reps at a very high level. I mean, he had 85 something pass rushing grade this past year, uh, and that was coming. Not as a blitzer. He was literally off the edge beating offensive tackles. So, which that's a rare skill set that he possesses. That's why he's, you know, fairly high on our board. I, you know, when I talked to him, I asked, Are you going to only do off ball stuff? Are you only trying to do that? He said, I want to rush the passer too. So, I can't wait to see him do that. He didn't do any of that today. Well, to my knowledge, I didn't see any of it, but we'll see how it goes later in the week. Alex Taylor, the mountain, six foot eight, 308 pounds, 11 inch hands. Those are some mitts this guy's got. The last one, though. 36 and an eighth inch arms are oh, just... You, you mentioned pipes. Those yeah. are... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Mario could hop down that. Mm-hmm. But he's just out of this. I mean, bigger than in a offensive... You know, when you stand next to offensive lineman on field, they are all massive. He was notably more massive than everyone else on the football field. The dude is just put together uh, freakishly. Uh, we'll see if it translates to, you know, production over the course of the week, but that is... That's, that's some head-turning measurables right there. All right, that's going to do it for kind of those immediate takeaways from the measurables. A lot of good stuff, just watching guys in their underwear for like two hours. But mm. let's get into the practice um, Practice takeaways, some good and some, get, some bad. We already mentioned this name earlier, Marlon Davidson. Man, and I wasn't super in love with him going into this process because, I mean, seeing him against tackles, he does not have that same win rate. Yeah. But him going against guards today, these guards in Mobile, mm. dude didn't lose a rep. Yeah, he... Struggled to win outside against mm-hmm. tackles, and that's not surprising given he was 280 pounds. But then he goes up against guards at 297, and, and all of a sudden shorts. he's winning outside a lot more. Yeah, the short shorts uh, really you know, sort of accentuates the wins. Uh, yeah, he was on a different level. Him and Kinlaw really among the defensive linemen there uh, were the cream. They were the best two today among the defensive linemen there they won uh pretty much any time they got their hand in the dirt without question i think everyone in attendance saw that very quickly yeah. let's move past davidson past kinlaw barch ben barch oh man guy at left tackle was you know putting the florida edge defenders in in a stonewall i mean he played really well there looked strong really liked what he was doing coming out of st john's right yes. i mean this is the stage did not look too big for this kid yeah and you worry about you know small school guy competition level competition you think he might come here and not uh, all of a sudden you know might expect him to struggle a little bit because of the vast difference of the guys he's going up against but he go you know one-on-one against Jabari Zuniga one of the most explosive edge rushers uh, in the country and just stones him in his tracks back-to-back reps uh, sticking at left tackle Uh, difficult to do now we're not super high in Zuniga but he just didn't see an inch into a pocket against a guy who is very strong so those are uh, those are impressive reps that he put on tape right now that all of a sudden, you know, starts to turn heads because you, when you're a guy like that, you have to do it against better competition. It's reminiscent of, uh, gosh, the Tampa Bay guard whose name oh, is now Kappa? escaping me. No, no, the other one actually. Tampa oh. Bay just loves their D three guys. I, but I can't think uh, of 
It's okay. Well, we'll anyway, <laughs> we'll go back we'll to the senior bowl and dominate it here. He has a chance to do that and all of a sudden make his way upwards. All right. Uh, moving to Troy Pride of Notre Dame, the outside corner. Dude's got stupid speed, track at, former track athlete. I talked to him before the practices and I said, hey, we know you're great in the middle of the route. You don't get beat deep. Where do you think you need to get better? And what he said was, hey, I need to get better with my, you know, at the line of scrimmage. I need to press better, and then also going deep a bit. You, you, I got to finish. I got to get that ball production passes, defense, and interceptions. And I say, if you looked at strength and weaknesses before this and the draft guide, it's very similar. Yeah. I think he's the guy that wants to attack where he's, you know, where his weaknesses currently are, like where he's at. And he had a very good practice. Today. Yeah, Ali Marpet was the guy that I was thinking Allie of. Ali Marpet, but that's Tro- right. Troy Pride, yes, he absolutely. What. what we described him as being able to stick with opposing wide receivers. He was in hip pockets all day long. He was the best cornerback on the football James field. Crochet in the one, not, in the one, not James Crochet separation. could not create separation. Had some reps against, I can't remember the other wide receiver he went against, but did not see an inch uh, and was good at the catch point. And that's the biggest thing that had to change with him. Yes, he is. Yes, he can stick with wide receivers all day long. Him locating the football and playing the wide receiver at the same point has been very difficult for him over the course of his career. So uh, it was very good to see reps like that on tape from him. Uh, he made our top 100, but he was very low in the, in the 90s, the most recent top 100. Uh, I think he could push his way into the second round sort of mix with uh, how well he, if he plays like this all week long. Probably the most impressive uh, guy from the North practices was K.J. Hill. The Ohio State receiver was great in one-on-ones, put Isang Bassey in a blender, I think a handful mm. of times. He, he was. I think everyone blended Bassey, but yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But I mean, K.J. Hill really impressed me. I grabbed him right after practice and talked to him, and the first thing he said was like, dude, I was pretty good in one-on-ones. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, you were, man. Yeah. You, you were pretty fantastic in one-on-ones. Smaller guy, kind of, mm. but again, he said, I can play outside, I can play in the slot, I can create separation. I think he had a very good day. He is. I will get. I will say this about it. He is the craftiest route runner here in Mobile that I've seen on tape. Very good at selling his routes. Very good at you know setting up. Oh, he and sold something to Bassi. I think it was yeah. a two bedroom condo, and he's still living there yeah, right now. Bassi has a timeshare now that he's going to be paying for the next few years. In Mobile, but, that's yeah. not going to appreciate. That's depreciating. But no, he KJ Hill, very crafty route runner, very advanced in that regard. But he's just not not special athletically, and he has. He had 29-inch arms. Like He has very limited catch radius. That is a real That's issue tough. with him. And tough. then him being able to win down the field is a concern. But, man, you love his ball skills, love that route running ability. As far as slot prospects go, I think he's a fairly safe bet to translate to the NFL. All right, next guy, Michael Pittman Jr., the USC product. I, I think he had a good day, not a great day. There was a rep mm-hmm. against Lamar Jackson, the long, tall oh. Nebraska corner. That kind of stuck right in his hip pocket, but then he also beat Bassey deep. And I, I think mm-hmm. he had some impressive routes, some good plays. And I think talking to him, too, he was a great interview. A guy that's like – I had I had an interesting question for him because talking about separation is king in the NFL. I said, hey, man, where is separation for you? If you were evaluating receivers, and he kind of said – hinted at that's a bit overrated he's like if i get thrown the football and i catch it i'm open and yeah. <laughs> it was interesting to hear from him because he's so good in contested catch situations very sure-handed and i think he can create separation better than bigger receivers a good day today and i, I was interested with his interviews yeah and he did have some good reps in the one and reps where it's just like the guy got utterly toasted mm-hmm. which is nice to see and down the football field two of them one against lamar jackson one against he's saying that i recall or he just you know, spun him inside out and was wide open down the football field and so he is a He's a good route runner, but his separation ability, we just need to see 
continually more. see that throughout this week of practice. According to him, separation's overrated. Yeah. Uh, but it's fair coming from him a little bit. <laughs> All right, Denzel Mims of Baylor. Didn't, didn't have any like really wow plays for mm-hmm. me, but I think in the one-on-ones, create, created enough separation, caught everything thrown his way. I think he showed off in, in the contested catch situations. I thought his weigh-in was also nice. I think uh, Denzel, uh, quiet dude. I tried you know, tra- trying to talk to him a little bit. Uh-huh. He's a quieter guy, but uh, impressed for me. For, for me, his explosiveness really played in person in terms of him versus the other wide receivers there, you know, with no Brandon Ayuk uh, on the roster with uh, whatever. Injury. I think yeah, he's yeah. flagged in the physical process for yeah. Brandon Ayuk not participating. Not participating. So Mims was, for me, the most explosive receiver. When he gets off the line of scrimmage, you could tell with his get off, and then along the routes, just so explosive in and out of his cuts. And had a, he had a nice hitch route where he just throws the defensive back off of him. You saw that physical ability just come to play. Like you mentioned, not, not a ton of just wow reps, but I think that explosiveness, you saw it on a play-for-play basis. And, and his ball skills are fantastic. I think he's very good in contested catch situations, a guy that I think will will wow some people this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, last guy on the good list, the, the kind of the winners from day one, Darnay Holmes. We talked about him a little bit from the way he's a smaller guy, has to ball out at nickel, but loved him in the interview process and he was such a fun guy to talk to yeah. and then two dominated impressed man in the one-on-ones i did not see him getting out physical or any of those things i think darnay really stepped up today he needs and that's the thing he needs it and that's why he's here right now is because mm-hmm. his tape this past year was kind of iffy it, yeah. it just oh, was iffy he had all the skills mm-hmm. going into this year he had the high level reps we saw as a true sophomore back 2018 and then just did, was not the consistent player we had hoped to see so uh hopefully he continues that throughout the week so one of my like i said Great in the interview process. One of my favorite players to watch on tape. And when I brought up the the Washington State game with him, where he got torched by Aesop Winston Jr., yeah. my guy, like a handful of times, and he honestly looked at me. I thought he was going to like punch me in the face, but then for, he was like, you know, I was not locked in that game. I like yeah. was nearly not locked in. I was not myself. Uh, I, I it was not a good game for me. But mm-hmm. very honest dude. I think he's humble, but at the same time very competitive. Uh, again, he's going to be a guy that I want to watch all week long. Right, let's go to the guys that kind of lost this week. Not to, not this week today. The okay, poor one outs. Poor one outs a little bit from the two for one draft segment here. But Jordan Love. I'm not going to pile on in, too much on these. But Jordan yeah. Love, inaccurate today. I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but Jordan Love was inaccurate, kind of all over the field, up and down for Jordan Love today. Love was very much what, what, his, saw, tape, what yeah. his tape was this season, which was, hey, look at this. He had a couple throws in the one-on-ones where it's just damn. Like, that mm-hmm. was perfect. That was down the football field. The You know, Anthony Gordon's not making that throw. Some of the other guys, quarterbacks here, aren't making that throw. There was also uh, a hitch route that was probably about – eight yards down the football field that he just threw about five yards down the football field. Like, and then there was a post route where he just flew it 10 yards over a guy's head. Like there are, there were some throws on tape where it's just head scratchingly, not close to the receiver. The accuracy was all over the map. And so uh, you, the up and down nature that he could have come here and sort of said, it was this people around me. It wasn't me that mm-hmm. was up and down. It was everyone else. You still see it. Don't Yeah. I think a quarterback that did look good today and continues to grow on me a little bit is Anthony Gordon. I mean, he continues to it continues decision to really look good. The decision making's good. He's not inaccurate he's with the football. He's quick with the consistent football, yeah. too. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's interesting. All right, uh, the Clemson guard Simpson. He's going to be he, going to bed tonight with Javon Kinlaw and his. Nightmares. I was going to say. He, he, I mean, he got beat by Marlon Davidson. He had, too. He had the unlucky sort of uh, draw of going against Javon Kinlaw, and Marlon Davidson. Mm-hmm. He had the two but he best guys. He got kicked guys in there. a guard though. He doesn't normally play. No, guard, he plays. No, he? he's he's guard. He, he's he's been their left guard uh, the past couple seasons. Oh really? Uh, and he's oh, struggled man. against quickness at times. Uh, it, it, big, powerful dude. 
pass pro was not his strength. Oh, question. man. So I think I saw that someone was... comment, because uh, I tweeted out the Kinlock beat. And oh, said, yeah. This is what happens when you play a tackle at guard. I no, it was Ankrum playing... that they were kicking in oh, the guard, okay, but that gotcha. was not Ankrum. That yeah, was getting that looked was... by. But, he, but going against Davidson and Kinlaw, like, it can only get better for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was a rough practice. And it, I think the coaches were talking to him, too, like, hey, man. Head yeah. up. Let's get this yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get this back because he was not having a good one-on-one experience. All right, last guy. We touched on him a ton. I don't want to bury him. But Isang Bassi weighed in at, what, five foot nine, 191 pounds, somewhere around there. Very small. Maybe 5'10". I don't yeah. remember exactly. But small. Looks small when you talk to him. And then in the one-on-ones was getting absolutely toasted by pick-your receiver, Michael oh, Pittman, yeah. K.J. Hill. I mean, he did not have yeah. a good day today. But – He's not going to be an outside corner. I don't yeah. even think he's going to be a man corner. He's going to have to play some zone-heavy scheme in the slot if you want to have any level of success with Bassey in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, so he's 5'9", 191, and then he has 7 and 7 eighths inch hands, which are the smallest hands I can recall seeing from a draft prospect. 7 and 7 eighths is tiny. Uh, and he just – he is like we've said he's a very good zone corner, incredible zone instincts, great at playing the catch point. But he didn't even get a chance to play the catch point today because he was Dude. getting smoked in man <laughs> yeah. coverage. It was, yeah. I mean, he probably had five reps that we would have given, you know, minus 1.5s to. Yeah. Like, it, see how the grading comes it, out. It, 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 it just, no good, very bad. Uh, only can go up from here for Isang. But, yeah, that's uh, that basically, I don't want to say, like, it, I'm not going to overreact too much to one, but yeah. confirmed everything we th- were scared of in terms of, He's a zone corner. He's undersized. Might have to play. He might just be a nickel zone corner, and then you're already when, once you're, you're already if you're, if you're yeah. eliminating guys' value before he even steps foot on the football field. That's that's always scary because uh, because everyone has the same buster. You know, mm-hmm. no one gets any safer uh, just because they're a slot zone corner. They're not all of a sudden any safer. So there's still the bust rate, and it's at a less valuable position. So he's going down the board probably after this. Uh, a couple more things. I, I, when I tweeted out, first tweeted out kind of reaction to saying Bassey and where he weighed in, I accidentally typoed 19 pounds. He might as well have been 19 pounds today. The dude did not look good. He showed up small. Another thing I didn't mention for the Darnay Holmes interview, and it'll show up. We're probably going to have some content from it. Mm. But I, I mentioned that he's got an aggressive style, and I was kind of getting into it, and I said, you take risks. He's like, those are calculated risks. No, <laughs> you take some risks when you're getting beat on these double moves. He was, again, I, I, uh, you should you know tune into that on pff.com. It should be on our YouTube channel. Channel two, the Darnay Holmes interview. All of our Senior Bowl coverage will be on a combination of PFF.com, YouTube, Twitter, all of those things. Make sure to tune in. We will also be doing three podcasts this week, two for one drafts at you in your face. You can have us on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. But yeah, this is it from Austin Gale, Mike Renner, two for one drafts.